everyone. I hope you're having a great summer so far. I'm Layla, your host for this episode, and we are going to talk about veganism today. So without further ado, I'd like you to get comfortable and let's get lost in the echo. So when you hear veganism, I know that most people will think about diets, um, but actually it's not just a diet, it's a lifestyle. It's when people decide to uh, refrain from consuming any product or any food that has something from animals. So uh, no meat, no eggs, no milk, even no fish, no honey. They would even refrain from using products that have been tested on animals. And veganism is not to be confused with being a vegetarian. The difference between vegans and vegetarians is that vegetarians, they just don't eat meat. So they could eat uh, eggs and milk, but vegans, they completely refrain from using or eating anything that has come from animals. So before we dive into the topic of veganism, let's take a look at where it came from. Where did this all start? The concept of veganism actually started around over 2,000 years ago in the Eastern Mediterranean and in India. One of the earliest people known to adapt this lifestyle was actually the famous mathematician and philosopher Pythagoras. He ate only plant-based foods and he had many followers in this. He actually thought that beans and humans were made of the same thing, which is very ironic considering that he is a mathematical genius. Maybe he should have stayed in his own lane. But anyway, also you had the great Buddhist leader Buddha. He was against the idea of harming any animals. So he told his followers to not consume animals. So the origins of veganism were pretty much uh, religious, ethical, moral reasons. Fast forward to the 1940s. In Britain, a woodmaker and his wife were following the vegan lifestyle. Back then, they were called non-dairy vegetarians because the term vegan wasn't made up yet. They gathered five other people with similar lifestyles and together they came up with the movement called the Vegan Society. They considered other names for this like Benivore, Dairy Van, and Vitin, but they settled on the word vegan, taking the first three letters of vegetarianism in the last two letters, claiming that it symbolizes the beginning and the end of vegetarianism. And in 1988, they came up with a definition which, in summary, it means the philosophy of excluding all forms of exploitation or harm on animals for food or any other reason. Different vegans have different motives for this lifestyle. These motives could be personal, environmental, ethical, health-related, you name it. The most prominent reason why people become vegan is ethical considerations. Many vegans are concerned about animal welfare. They believe that it's wrong to exploit animals for food, clothing, or entertainment. So their goal is to minimize harming animals and promote living compassionately. Other vegans have a more environmental point of view because Animal agriculture has a great impact on the environment. It contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, deforestation, and water pollution. 
So in order to save the earth and avoid global warming, which is already a huge problem, they decide to stop eating animals to reduce their carbon footprints. That way they can hope for a more prosperous environment. I should also add that a lot of vegans choose this lifestyle for religious reasons. For example, Hindus and Buddhists. Hindus actually believe that animals are reincarnated people. So basically, the animals that you see are actually inhabited by human souls. So before one makes a decision on whether or not they want to be vegan, they should first weigh out the pros and cons. So let's take a look at the, the pros and cons of veganism. So as I said before, most vegans' motives are ethical and moral. The core belief of veganism is to show respect and compassion to all living beings. They avoid consuming animal-based products in opposition to the exploitation and harm that is inflicted upon the animals. Many industries like food, cosmetics, clothing, beauty products have really high demand worldwide. Consequently, the systems would prioritize high production rates. This results in very stressful conditions for the animals. For example, confining them in really small spaces, abusing them or mutating them physically, separating the offspring from the mothers, not feeding them naturally so they would eat things that they shouldn't be eating just to fatten them up or increase their flavor, and even drugging them in some places. This makes the animals more prone to diseases and even death. So when you're aware of all of this, you would want to be more conscious about your decisions and what you want to consume and what you want to buy, what you want to eat, and also to raise awareness to other people and help spread the information about how many animals are being mistreated in their farms and factories. Animal agriculture also has an environmental impact. A negative one as it contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, deforestation, and water pollution. Livestock farming for meat production leads to deforestation, depletion of water sources, and habitat destruction. And that's because it needs vast amounts of land, water, and food for the livestock. Now, one might argue that back in the day, shepherds never really were a threat to the ecosystem. They might have actually benefited it even more. However, things are completely different now. The industry has a very high demands for meat of all types. You can say that the animals are mass-produced and not naturally produced like they used to be. So you can't even compare the impacts that they make because the demand we have for livestock and the amount we have of it have increased so much that they have corrupted the balance in nature. Not to mention how much water it requires to hydrate the animals and water the food crops. Water that is used then is discharged into nearby natural bodies of water, polluting them with animal waste and runoff from farms. Also, growing crops directly for human summation is way more efficient than growing crops for animals. With all these positive aspects in mind, we should also look at the negative side of veganism. Ironically, being a vegan wouldn't actually mean that you're being 100% healthy, as 
it may seem since you're all you're eating would be vegetables and fruits and that's due to the fact that dairy products like eggs meat and milk they have so many essential nutrients such as vitamin b12 calcium iron omega-3 fatty acids and protein I'm not saying it's impossible to get these nutrients with a vegan diet but it's very easy to forget about them limiting your food resources logically limits your food choices in many regions or even situations finding suitable meals for your diet could be very challenging for example if you're traveling to remote areas or dining at traditional restaurants you would need to think beforehand about what it is that you're willing to compromise and that brings up another point because vegan options aren't always accessible and if they are they're not always affordable many vegan products try to substitute meat-based products such as milk and cheese and as a result making plant-based milk and cheese would cost more than making it directly from animals so in general specialty or imported products with an organic label would be much more pricey than regular food. In low-income areas where regular food is hard to find, it would be even harder to find vegan food. So that would cause a problem for people who are financially limited. Another point to make is that if veganism is exaggerated, it could potentially lead to eating disorders. People who are already restricting their diets can turn to veganism to help them restrict it even more. And that could lead to nutrient deficiencies. There is an eating disorder called orthorexia, which is characterized by an obsession with only eating clean or pure foods. So many orthorexic people would use a vegan diet to restrict themselves with just that. So they become unhealthily obsessed with food quality and they wouldn't be able to maintain a healthy, balanced, varied diet. Another challenge vegans might face is criticism. In countries like America or European countries, it may be more accepted because of the diversity that there is in general. And since veganism pretty much started in America anyway. However, in low-income countries or third world countries in general, the societies within would find it much more difficult to accept vegans within them. Many individuals wouldn't understand fully the whole concept of veganism, so they would end up making jokes on their behalf or just being skeptical of their lifestyle. And in the end, it just leads to the vegan being very isolated within their own society. Even family gatherings or social gatherings would be pretty tricky because most of the people are expected to be non-vegans. So if you invite a vegan, they probably wouldn't eat much of the food. And people who live in the less developed countries would raise the question of, we have enough problems as is, why do we need to care about animal welfare, you know? It's kind of a very controversial question, it doesn't have a right answer. Or another question would be, if we care about the animals so much, why, why should we eat their food? Again, this question could be debated many times over and it wouldn't end with a right answer. Of course, one should keep in mind that in any concept, any lifestyle, 
one shouldn't be completely extremist in it because there are vegans out there who will be very racist and criticize people or other religions that promote eating meat. And that's wrong because there, this is not a black and white situation. Being a vegan won't inherently ruin a society. And as somebody who eats meat, I wouldn't complain because that just leaves more for me. So it's a win-win situation. So that wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for listening and I would like to know your thoughts on this topic. I hope you learned something new today and would you consider becoming a vegan? So have a great rest of your day or night and stay tuned for the next episode of ESC's Echo Podcast. Music